It's 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, coast to coast and around the world. I'm not a doctor, but I have a PhD in recognizing bullshit when I hear it. From the America Out Loud Talk Radio Studios. The American people are not feeling very loved right now, though. They're not they're not feeling heard by the Biden administration. It's time for The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott. There is always so much being made of a democracy or a republic. It almost seems that the left throws out democracy to trigger the right into saying that this is not a democracy. It is a republic. And I agree. It is a republic of individual independent states. And we shouldn't forget that. But I have seen a whole lot of evidence over the last few years that we still are a republic. And I see it all the time, especially right now in general assemblies across the country where specific laws are being passed. And you can see from the laws that are being passed that we still do have a republic. You may not agree with the laws that California, Washington, and Oregon pass. But a lot of those people don't agree with the laws that places like Idaho and Montana and Florida pass. So you can see that we still do have a republic. But there are some crazy laws that are being passed right now in this country. And I'm going to get into those for you here in just a few minutes. I'm Booker Scott, and this is The Truth Be Told on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had a great weekend. This hour is brought to you by Gold Co. Just go to BookerLikesGold.com and see if maybe diversifying some of your savings could be a good idea for you. It's not for everyone. But if it is, you could earn up to $10,000 in free silver just by going to BookerLikesGold.com. Since it is Monday, we will get into a conversation with Matt Palumbo. He is the author of Spygate, fact-checking the fact-checkers, and also the man behind the curtain, George Soros. He's going to be here in a few minutes, Mondays with Matt, and we'll get into a discussion. I really want to talk to him about something we failed to talk about last week. And that is that all of a sudden, Russia has nuclear weapons in space, potentially. And I found it interesting that that information came out at about the same time that they're trying to push through to get another $60 billion for Ukraine in their fight against Russia. But I want to have a conversation with him about that in a few minutes, and we will. But now let's get into some of these state laws and even better than that, what's going on in some cities. You know, I talk a lot about being involved locally, and really that's the only thing that we can do to make a difference in this country. I started SaviorRepublic.org over two years ago, and this is to get poll workers across the country. It doesn't matter to me whether you're Democrat, Republican, what you are. It's being involved in the process at a local level. And SaviorRepublic.org is one of those places you can go if you want to be a poll worker. But there are a lot of things like that getting involved in local government. The city council, the school boards, we've seen how important that is over the last few years. So taking back our country really has to do with taking back our communities one by one is how we have to do this. And we have to be involved with it. So when you get involved in local government, then you have an opportunity to change the laws that you live under, which is evidence of the republic that we live in. And that is exactly how a representative democracy works in our republic. So keep that in mind. One thing that just happened recently in San Francisco, and you may have seen this, but this is disturbing. On their election commission, they have allowed 
a Chinese nationalist on that commission. That commission has seven people on it, and what they do is make sure that elections are fair, equal, and run properly. And San Francisco has gone out of their way to make a Chinese national part of that seven-person election commission. Out of all the people in San Francisco, they couldn't find one more American citizen to run that. And, and that's one of those things that if I lived in San Francisco, then I would have to be vocal about it. But you know that San Francisco is what San Francisco is. It, it always has been. But that's a reflection of things that are happening in local government. Now let's go to some state governments. Let's go to Idaho. There is a deep, dark, dark side in our culture, and it's our job to protect the children. There are times when things are so wicked that retribution is appropriate. It would be very rare that this case would happen, but it will happen. And I say to you that when you see that case, you read about it in the newspaper, you're going to say, this is the one case that this needs to happen. That's Idaho State House Representative Bruce Cog there, and he is from Napa, Idaho. And what he is talking about is a bill that they have passed in the House of Representatives there in Idaho that will make the death penalty a possibility for those that abuse kids under 11 years old. So there is an example in the state of Idaho, considered more conservative, of how their state legislators are doing something to secure the kids. And again, this is how it works in a republic, in a democracy. I know that's a trigger word, but in this representative form of democracy that we have in our republic. Again, if it's important to you, make your voice heard. Make the phone call to your state rep or your city council person or the school board member. Now here's another one. This one is from the state of Illinois, and this one is disturbing. Is absolutely the most radical assault on parental rights that we have seen yet. Basically, this is going to consider it abuse of a child purely when parents exercise their fundamental rights. So this could be, and, and it's in the bill, if a parent denies the child access to necessary medical care, including, but not limited to, primary care services, abortion services, or gender-affirming services. So what does that look like? Well, first of all, primary medical care means many things. It could mean vaccines. It could mean prescription drugs, uh, abortion services. Those are actually surgeries, traumatic surgeries, that. And if a minor opts for this and you're, you as a parent deny them, that means that you are considered an abuser of a child. So in Illinois, parents who are considered child abusers could lose custody of their children if in this case they do not affirm transgender drugs, surgical procedures such as penis and breast removal, this is incredibly radical. But yet the scary part is more and more of these laws are happening and more and more states are accepting them. That is where we are living now. And you know, this story reminds me of one I brought you a few weeks ago, and that was on the Kolstad family in Montana. It, if you remember that, it was a U.S. Air Force veteran whose 14-year-old daughter was taken from him. She had threatened her life, and this took place back in August. The state of Montana came in, took her, Child Protective Services did, and the parents, the Kolstads, had lost every parental right in the state of Montana. And the state of Montana had started transitioning the 14-year-old daughter to a male, to a son, for the Kolstads. 
the mom, the biological mom, lived in Canada. And I wanted to bring you an update on this because the state of Montana has now given custody over to the mom in Canada. And the mom in Canada, the biological mom, had next to no relationship with that 14-year-old. Now that 14-year-old is living with the mother in Canada. And again, if you want to make a difference in these laws, you have to do it locally. Do it at your city commission. Do it at the county commission, the school boards, in the state legislators, the general assemblies. Get busy. Make the phone calls now to stop some of these crazy laws and then also to make your own laws that make sense. We can also go to the federal government for making crazy laws. And uh, Senator Ed Markey, the Democrat from Massachusetts, he's pushing legislation that could prevent churches around the country from using a security services unit comprised of concealed carriers in congregations and parishes. We just had that church shooting at Lakewood, Joel Osteen's church, I don't care. I don't really care about getting in whether you like Joel Osteen or not. I I understand all of those things. But still, it was inside of a church, a well-attended mega church in Houston, Texas. Lakewood is what we're talking about, where there was a shooting, a mass shooting attempt just two weeks ago. And what we found out about that shooter was... That shooter was transitioning from female to male and had a young child with him. The young child is still in critical condition. No one else was hurt bad at the church, but it was churchgoers, undercover policemen, that were armed that prevented more people from being hurt. And what this Markey bill will do is take away the right of churches, congregations, and parishes to have security guards and a unit there that is trained specifically for that. So when you want to get involved in a national thing, here is something to get involved with. This bill could be dangerous. Personally, I attend a big church. We have armed guards at every one of our services. We have a bodyguard that follows our pastor. This is a crazy idea that Markey has here, and he's not alone. He has some help in the Senate to try to get this passed. So again, if you want to make a difference, make a phone call now to your senator. Stop this in its tracks. And a magnet for every criminal that's coming across the border. Don't we have enough problems in Lakewood without importing them from Denver, who is saying, yeah, Lakewood, you're stupid enough to take all of them. Take our problems, you dummies. It's a money pit. And you guys are responsible for our money. Don't screw it up. This is going to be a money pit. Can't you guys think five minutes ahead? Do us a big favor and just quit. Get your sorry butts up and leave. That's the sound of a concerned citizen. Someone just like you at a county commission meeting in Lakewood, Colorado, and you hear him there voicing his concerns about illegal immigration and what the city of Lakewood is going to do that is attracting illegal immigrants to their city, which is going to cost them money and services for the community. You hear that man speaking with passion in front of the county commission, telling them to quit, don't spend our money this way, but that is how you do it. That's how you do it in a local level. Also have this story out of New Jersey. There was a bill that was being considered there by the General Assembly in that state that would allow anyone to read any book they want 
and we're talking about kids. We're talking about elementary and middle school kids being able to read the pornography that is in the libraries. Well, it was a grassroots effort. They got together and put so much political pressure on the General Assembly in New Jersey, they have dropped that bill. At least for this year, that bill is not going to be considered anymore at this time. So that is how you do it. Grassroots works. Phone calls work. Political pressure still works. So if you're concerned about laws being passed in your state or your city or your county, that's just a few examples of how you can get busy and get active. Get loud, America. Make a difference. It's something we say all the time right here at America Out Loud Talk Radio. Get loud and get involved. And we're going to move on in just a few minutes. Coming up after the break, it will be Matt Palumbo. And also coming up later this hour, Sean Faresh. He is the Donald Trump impersonator. He is coming up later this hour. One more thing from a state, and I found this from the state of Tennessee. The Justice Department, this is Joe Biden's Justice Department. Listen to what they are suing the state of Tennessee over. The Justice Department filed a lawsuit against the state of Tennessee and the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation for violating the Americans with Disability Act. The department previously notified Tennessee and the TBI that they violated the ADA by enforcing the state's aggravated prostitution statute against people living with HIV. That letter of findings detailed the minimum remedial measures necessary to address the discrimination. Quote, the enforcement of state criminal laws that treat people differently based on HIV status alone and that are not based on actual risks of harm discriminate against people living with HIV. That was said by Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. But now let's take a look at what this does. This law in the state of Tennessee makes it illegal for someone with HIV to be a prostitute. But the Department of Justice has a problem with that. Do you understand that? <laughs> and that is why it's so important for you to get involved locally at the state level. And what is scary is Joe Biden's Department of Justice continues to sue for this radical agenda. It's over and over and over again. Okay, one last thing before the break. And this is going to be a story that is way under the radar. You're probably not hearing this anywhere else, but right here on The Truth Be Told. The State Department's Inspector General has opened an internal investigation into the steps leading up to and after the suspension of the Biden administration's special envoy to Iran. That guy's name is Robert Malley. On January 23rd, the Inspector General's office informed members of Congress about the probe in response to growing questions from U.S. lawmakers about Mali's status and the reasons behind the Diplomatic Security Service's decision to revoke his security clearance last April. This would have been April of 23. According to some correspondence, Mali continued to perform some of the duties of the Special Envoy for nearly three months before the State Department officially placed him on unpaid leave in June of 2023. The scope of the special review of the suspension of Robert Malley's clearance will include the procedures the department used in suspending the clearance as well as actions taken by the department following the suspension. 
That's what Ryan Holder, the Inspector General's Director of Congressional and Public Affairs, wrote in a letter. He continued on, quote, This will include whether the department followed proper procedures in suspending his clearance, determining what access to information he could maintain, and deciding the status of his employment. Holden added this in the letter. Quote, the special review will also examine which officials were involved in these decisions and how the process compares to that used for other type of employees. The inspector general is interviewing State Department staff and reviewing documents and emails as part of the investigation, and a report will eventually be made public. Again, that is the State Department inspector general that is doing that investigation on Robert Malley, who was the special envoy to Iran, who was replaced and lost his job a year ago. Criminal tax hikes, hyperinflation, a full-blown recession, it's part of the grand plan. The billions of dollars Biden keeps spending and sending to corrupt Ukraine, the trillions in new taxes he wants to shove down your throat, the electronic banking system crash, resetting everybody to zero. Checking accounts, savings accounts, 401k, IRAs, all of it. Back to zero. But you don't have to be the victim. Protect your money and get up to $10,000 in free silver to do it when you visit my partners at GoldCo. Just go to BookerLikesGold.com. GoldCo's help protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people like you and me. They're offering you up to $10,000 in bonus silver when opening a qualified IRA account just for being a supporter of this show. So whether you want to protect fifty grand or a half a million or more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from our out-of-control corrupt government. Go to BookerLikesGold.com to find out more. Well, Mondays with Matt, Matt Palumbo is coming up next. And don't forget Sean Faresh. The Donald Trump impersonator. He's later in this hour. More Truth Be Told with Booker Scott in minutes on America Out Loud. Yeah. When God, through his grace and mercy, gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. 
Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Cofix RX because it works. Tonight at 7, it's Unleash the Political News Hour. At 8 o'clock, it's the National Security Hour. That's followed by After Dark with Robin Andrew. I am Booker Scott. This is The Truth Be Told. You don't have to wait any longer for Matt Palumbo. It's Mondays with Matt. Matt, welcome back, and I hope you had a great weekend. How did it go? Thank you so much. It was uh, Groundhog Day again, but <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> well, I've got I assume a, same with many people. I, uh, I, yeah, good weekend. I, I've got a few things on my list, and I, I really want to start with uh, something we did not talk about last week, but I think maybe we, we could, and that was the Russian national security threat. I guess maybe that was last week that it happened, uh, where uh, now all of a sudden we have this national security threat with Russia possibly having nuclear weapons in space. And now that hits, uh, I guess it was Jake Sullivan that came out and announced that he was going to be giving a briefing to Congress, and it blows up on social media. And I, to me, I'm looking at it, I'm going, this is odd timing, considering they're just now asking for $60 billion more billion for Ukraine, so let's cue the nukes in space from Russia. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, you'd think maybe they'd be arguing for like an extra $60 billion for our military to take them down and not <laughs> right. the country that's been a stalemate for a year and a half. Um, yeah, no, it seems like very misplaced priorities. And it's incredible we have money for everything except the American public at this point. Like, they were saying $20 billion for a wall was too much under Trump. Right. And now we're up to $100 billion on Ukraine, plus they want another $60 billion. And then I think it was also last week, or I at least learned last week, the residents of East Palestine got like $700 checks while New York is authorizing hundreds of millions of dollars for illegals. So we're in some upside-down, bizarre world. Yeah. And if we are to assume that their narrative is correct about these nuclear weapons, and it's not just to get more funding, we, you know, it's going to be like a reverse Cold War, where only Russia is building up, and we're doing nothing to deter them because the Biden administration doesn't believe in in use of force as a deterrent. So it is really like you know, I'm just you know obviously we should be praying that it's not true. Or that the next best thing happens, or that the best thing happens, and that's that Trump gets reelected again, you know, for the second time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, meaning he elected, reelected, reelected. Yeah, three um, times. Yeah, three times. <laughs> I didn't want any confusion in my brain thing. It, um, doesn't, it doesn't take much to confuse me. Oh, all right. Well, I'll, let's think I clarify. <laughs> but no, Trump coming back would be the best thing because everyone knows the timeline where uh, Putin takes Crimea under Obama. 
And then Trump takes office and absolutely nothing happens. And actually, we had a story up on Bonjuna Report either today or yesterday where there was some new evidence that that Russia really wanted Hillary Clinton to win, which makes perfect sense because she's weak as heck. Anyway, and then in the timeline, then Biden takes office and Russia takes uh, starts taking more Ukrainian territory. And it was just last week as well that Putin didn't, you know, endorse Biden in 2024, but sort of gave a de facto endorsement where he said he'd much prefer Biden. And of course, he would prefer Biden because he wants an American president who doesn't know that he's the president of America. Sure. Yeah. No, so, yeah. So anyway, it's a, it's a bit, of, <laughs> uh, bit of a wordy take, but that's it. And, and it's my understanding that this Russian nuclear threat that's going to be coming from space is just an idea at this point. And I thought it was really odd, again, that they it was last week that they announced that this is a p- potential threat. And then everybody acts like it is a threat. When it, right now, I think it's just an idea. And they, I, th- uh, they- I, I think it's the same idea Ronald Reagan had 40 years ago. Yeah, I think that Russia has weapons of mass destruction we need to find, it sounds like. Uh, no, history is repeating once again. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's go to DEI for just a minute. Oh. Um, did you see the story in the FBI, about the FBI uh, that is uh, really hiring in DEI and it's really affecting the FBI like that is something that we need right now? Well, it's funny because you don't even have to tell me the background, and I already know exactly how the story is going to go. It's going to be some variant of they want fewer than 50% to be white, which ironic. What they phrase that is, is like, we want 50% to be minorities, but then if you make white people 50%, then they're a minority. So it's just this weird contradiction where basically what they want is just less white people, but they know they can't call it that. Right. And then one of the consequences, too, is like, if you were to say want your job to be, I don't know, 20% Hispanic, but by applications, 18%, you know, you could fill 18% based on qualifications, then you have this 2% gap where you have to fill effectively based on affirmative action. And then it, A, the quality of works can go down, but it also screws those other 18% because everyone's going to assume that each and every one of them only benefited through affirmative action when they were the ones who actually, you know, worked hard. So, it's a loss for everyone, and it's it's one of the like everywhere in, in corporate history there are these weird management trends that just spring up and become conventional wisdom and then go away. And in the private sector, at least, we are seeing a reversal yeah. in a lot of the CEA stuff, and a lot of it's due to our pushback. They don't uh, want to go the way of Bud Light, but it is refreshing to see our activism actually is working in that regard, and only really in the public sector can. It, it exists. And I will say, I have this theory that a lot of these corporations are really just trying to gauge social opinion. So they wrongly believe, I guess, because of the media that people actually want to see this stuff when in fact they don't. So the blowback is very important to have a blowback. And then I think another reason too is what this DEI nonsense or diversity training allows them to do is sort of hedge against racial lawsuits in that the whole sexual harassment seminar industry, there is no evidence whatsoever you're going to teach a grown man in like his 30s or 40s at that age what's right and wrong. But what it does do is if your corporation gets sued for sexual harassment, you can use as a defense the fact that you invest all this money in anti-sexual harassment training. 
And this is almost like the racial version of that. It's if anyone accuses you of racism, you can say, oh, no, no, that's not possible because we spend it on blah, blah, blah nonsense. Right, right. So they're it's, they're it's, covering you know, their rear end. It. Yeah. Exactly. It's insurance to some yeah. extent. And, and part of that FBI, DEI, uh, they they loosen like financial, uh, you know, credit scores to hire people, which uh, to me, so many of their crimes are having to do with financial things. I, that just doesn't make any sense on the surface. Uh, let's go to Joe Biden for a minute and go back to something we did talk about last Monday. And that was the press conference that he gave on that Thursday night after uh, Robert Hur, the special uh, prosecutor, came out with the big report on Joe Biden uh, being incompetent to stand trial in those classified documents case. Well, now the story comes out in NBC this past week. If you remember, when on Thursday when Biden went out in that press conference, he was angry that Robert Hur and his team had brought up Bo Biden's death. Well, NBC reports last week that it was actually Joe Biden that brought that up. Yeah. So again, Biden goes out to try to exonerate himself, and he just incriminates himself more and more that he is incompetent. The press conference was actually better for us than an indictment would have been. <laughs> with the indictment, at least some percent of the population is going to react the same way we do with the Trump indictments and be like, oh, it's politically targeted, when obviously with Trump it actually is. But with Biden, him going out in public is the best case against him. I mean, I was reading the other day that they're having Secret Service people following him up the stairs to Air Force One now so he doesn't fall anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was hilarious because I think it was about a week or two before this presser. Uh, Van Jones was on CNN begging the Biden campaign to stop putting him out in public <laughs> and keep him in the basement. And I hate to say Van Jones is right about something, but uh, he is right on there. It's just sad, though, that they still want to vote for the guy that they have to treat with kid gloves like that. I think it's time for a chairlift for Air Force One. I see them. I see them advertised all the time. So it may be time to do that. Of course, if the Pentagon goes through the process of of purchasing it, it's probably going to cost three or four million dollars for the chairlift. Uh, let's let's talk about something up your alley. I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen it, and it's it's bothering me. It's Alex Soros dating Uma Abedin. Oh my god! I saw that. I saw it on Instagram or whatever. And I know he reads my comments, so I wrote back. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a bit, honestly, for you, for you, I'm impressed or something like that. And then I saw it tells you if they read your message, which said he read it, but he never responded. Um, I guess she really loves money or something, because I don't really know how else you'd explain that. I don't know if you've seen Alex speak before at a conference, but I think there was more us than ums than other words. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. He's a little twink. I don't know. I, I don't get what she's after. But I guess if she's stuck with Wiener through like. 65 different sexing scandals. The standards can't be that high. Yeah. She's got a, she's got a way of picking them. Doesn't she? Yeah, uh, very odd. I mean, she's, <laughs> I, can you imagine the child of that? Oh, uh, I don't want to. No. I, I mean, for those of you listening on America out loud talk radio, if you don't know who Uma Abedin is, she was Hillary Clinton's uh, bleach bit, uh, <laughs> person. She's that person married to uh, Anthony Weiner. And uh, so now she's hooking up with Alex Soros. So you have the devil and then married to this Clinton person. And I guess Hillary Clinton and Uma Abedin are still connected, aren't they? 
I think so. And I suppose this is off topic, but there's actually a really funny documentary called Wiener. And it was supposed to be about Anthony Wiener's rise back into prominence. But then in the middle of filming, the next sexting scandal broke. <laughs> so, like, you get to watch it in real time, their reactions to it. And it's, it's you know, I hate to take pleasure in other people's, you know, downfall, but sure. it is quite funny. Sure. No, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't like, we don't like to do that, do we? Oh, never. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything else? Uh, yeah, last week. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk for just a second about uh, Donald Trump's three hundred and sixty-five million dollar uh, mess in New York, and the fact that he can't do business there, and neither can the Trump boys for two years. And I guess both of them got four million dollar fines. Oh, I was like, it annoyed me so much. I was like researching legal loopholes to settlements, like as, as if Trump doesn't have the best legal to figure out that for him. <laughs> yeah. It drives me nuts like this is even possible because the judge is, quite frankly, an idiot. Like he was, he voted he value Mar-a-Lago Alley, 18 million. Yeah, right. He valued it at less than Trump paid for it in the 80s. And that's not adjusting for inflation. So meaning Trump paid more in like 1986 dollars than Ergonon says he paid that it's worth today. There's adjacent properties worth hundreds of millions. And yeah. Mar-a-Lago itself as a business makes a ton of money. So you have to factor that in. So I remember there was one quote where he was talking about the different values of the properties. And he said, and I'm not kidding, he said, location doesn't matter when you're determining a property's value. And anyone who knows anything about real estate knows the number one factor in a property's value is its location. So there's no way he's that dumb. I, I think he's just knowingly malicious. And yeah. all of the judges are. Each and every, what are the odds each and every one of these judges is elected? Because Generally speaking, prosecutors and judges are actually more right of center because, generally speaking, they're the kind of people who are pro-law and order. So to always be getting left-wing judges, I think there's only one exception. I think it's Cannon, uh, which actually I think might be a Trump appointee. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, we have one exception to the rule. But, yeah, it's – I don't know how much clearer it could be of the systems against them. And then even like the Gene Carroll lawsuit – the jury gave like four times as much money as the prosecution was asking for. So right. clearly they were just giving the finger to Trump. But yeah, I, I really hope he doesn't have to, he doesn't actually end up paying it, but I, I don't really know the, know the nuances and the appeal process and all that. Yeah. Well, he will appeal it and that, yeah. that process, that process will start. And of course, all it does is slow things down so that hopefully we can get to an election before any of this uh, mess, uh, you know, gets gets caught up with uh, Trump in the conviction. Uh, Fanny Willis, there's another one. I mean, it was oh, yeah. it was a busy week last week. Uh, Fanny, uh, let's see, what did she do? She admitted that she took cash from her campaign because she always had to have cash in case her date acts up. I think oh, I think course. I'm quoting that correctly. All of that came directly out of her mouth, and that's why she had to have the cash because her dates act up. And, well, uh, the, the, I'd say the best part was uh, when her dad was on the stand and they were asking him if he knew about the affair and his response was, oh, no, I was listening to conservative talk radio and that's all they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to find out, huh? Was there, was there anything that else that got your attention last week, Matt? Uh, oh, you know, I, it was like a fire hose being turned on with news and information coming out last week. And, oh. and really those three or four things with the exception of the Alex Sorosuma Aberdeen, I just kind of threw that out there, but those, those other ones, uh, I think those were the biggest stories. I don't know. Was there anything that struck you? You know, I'll have to, before the next show, I'll have to write something down. So I'm not, uh, 
<laughs> I know. I, I, there's the thing is, there's so much going on. Like things will happen three days ago, and yeah. I can't remember if it was yesterday or a year ago. I, it, it, my mind is all uh, jumbled. That's what I'm. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like a fire hose. Just turn yeah, on the information, exactly. and and yeah. it's hard to decipher exactly what is important, what isn't. It's like yeah. going back to that Russian national security nuclear threat in space. When that first came out, it was like, oh, boy, this is something. But again, in reality, it's nothing. In 24 to 36 hours, you forget about it and you move on. Um, and there's so many things like that. Every week, it's the same stuff. We just get so much information. Yeah. What do we do with it all? I, that was the whole Trump-Russia hoax. Like, I remember on The View once, they announced live, they finally got the smoking gun. And then like three minutes later, we're like, all right. Well, never mind. But, you know, eventually we're going to get them. <laughs> and I, I learned that years ago, Matt. When I, I started watching on the news, I started paying attention to uh, school shootings and how far off the numbers were. They were always so quick to come out with something. But after a couple of two or three days, you realize that what they were spreading wasn't really the truth. And right. uh, we, we, you just have to calm down a little bit, let the dust settle, and then we'll figure out exactly what the truth is. And that's what we try to do here at America Out Loud Talk Radio, and especially here on The Truth Be Told. You're listening to Matt Palumbo. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Bye, Palumbo. Talk to you guys next week. More truth in minutes on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop. That's AmericaOutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use Cofix RX. Because it works. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. It's a brand new look in 2024 for AmericaOutloud.news. Go there, check it out. Look at the great podcast and articles from all the great content creators here at AmericaOutloud.news. While you're there, go to the shop, use the promo code OUTLOUD, and save up to 25% off. I'm Booker Scott, and this is The Truth Be Told. One guy over the last two or three, four years now that has made a whole lot of viral videos 
is a, is a Donald Trump impersonator. His name is Sean Faresh, and he's he's just a really interesting fellow. And I'm glad to have him here now. And Sean, welcome to the conversation. Hey there, uh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate uh, uh, you having me on. And um, you know, it's been a wild week. It's been a, a wild couple of years, though, as you mentioned. Um, but really, a lot of fun. It's been fun. It's as fun as we can make it, I guess. Um, but I appreciate uh, appreciate being here, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for our conversation today. Yeah, let's let's get into it because where does a guy like you come from? Where where did it all start? Doing Donald Trump? Did you were you doing this in the bathroom? Were you doing it in a closet? Did friends hear you? How did it start? Um, so it was a it was a pretty pretty interesting origin story. It's my favorite story to tell, obviously, because that's how everybody everybody wants to know how did you do that. So I was um I was at a work function back when I sold uh, Direct TV, and we were bowling, and uh, and and somebody threw a strike, and I came out and I said. Oh, that was a beautiful, look at that throw. What a beautiful throw. <laughs> the pins are going everywhere. It's like, it looks like Rosie O'Donnell had an all-you-could-eat buffet. <laughs> and they were like, wow, that sounded like Trump, you know? And that was back before I, I mean, he honed it in, but it sounded still pretty good. And Were you trying to sound like Trump at that oh. time? Or was it just some voice? Oh, yeah. That, okay, yeah. okay. Go ahead, I'm no, sorry. No, I was trying to do it because, so no, so anyway, because so, as I went to school for uh, for radio, actually, and so I do, I used to love like voiceovers and, that whole thing, you know, um, Mel Blanc with the Looney Tunes, like he did every voice, what, Robin Williams before, obviously, that tragedy. And there are so many talent, Frank Caliendo, like there are so many talented yeah. voice actors people don't know. Um, and it's just, you know, that that to me is like, it's just unbelievable talent, like the fact that you could do that. Um, and it's, I've always felt that way. I don't just feel that way now that I figured out a way to do that, you know. Um, and so I've always been into that. And so, I, you know, Trump was a talking point at that time. It was around 2015-ish. You know, he's running for president and people are, it's just all anybody wanted to talk about. And, uh, and so I, I did that. And the people at work were like at the, at the function were like, wow, that sounded like Trump. And I said, yeah, yeah. So I kept doing it the rest of the night. Some people thought it was funny, but most of them didn't. Um, and you know, they had had enough of it by the end of the night, but it was good because when I would sell the product and I would sell the direct TV packages, there'd be people who would, who would ask me at that time, they, you know, if I switch from my provider now, you know, Comcast to DirecTV, am I going to have Fox News? I really want to make sure that I keep Fox News. There's a lot of that. And I went, I would look them dead in the eye and I would just pop right into the, I would say, <laughs> do I look like or sound like the type of person who take that away from you? And they, they thought it was hysterical. <laughs> and so people would, people would buy, you know, and it would be a good way to foster a relationship with, with some of these customers. So um, I started doing it that way. And then you know, just to myself, I would just do it among friends, a small friend group. And, you know, uh, some of my friends in upstate New York and you know, I'm from from Long Island. So it helps to kind of be from the area that he's he's from. He's from Queens. Uh, and, um, you know, I would I would do, you know, little things at barbecues and stuff. Just just, you know, messing around. Yeah. Everyone thought it was funny and it was it was it was good stuff. Uh, and and I would always try and do some stuff on social media and it wouldn't catch and I would do it again and it wouldn't go anywhere. But it was just, oh, whatever. I love the weather. I would do Trump weather forecasts and stuff like that. This is the Hurricane Hillary one a couple of days ago because um, I'm a weather nerd in my spare time. Uh, and then so a friend of mine, after I had been, you know, starting to make a, you know, have a platform um, on Long Island with a movement that I had started called the Loud Majority. We did all these Trump rallies in the fall of 2020 and to protest the lockdowns. And it was a whole thing. Um, a friend of mine said, and this is the, the, the um, I guess, the, uh, uh, a, a guiltless pleasure, I guess you can call mm -hmm. it, or a guilty pleasure, guilty pleasure. Um, 
join TikTok. Go on TikTok. Dear Trump voice. People are going to love it. And I was like, ah, China. I don't want to do China. I don't like China. He's like, but you got to do it. He's like, it'll work. So I go on TikTok and it starts to gain, I mean, just viral notoriety so quickly. Um, and then we transitioned, you know, I still post there, but uh, transitioned off of that to captaindeplorable45.com just in case we get canceled. And, uh, you know, we do all sorts of fun stuff there. We record people's ringtones and voicemails and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. You know, people say, you recorded my voicemail greeting and now my phone won't stop ringing. You know, it's because people yeah. just want to keep hearing it. It's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. And, um, and yeah. the one thing that I want to make clear to him and to obviously everybody in the movement um, is that, like, I'm an activist first and foremost. I don't want to just sit here and make a silly voice. And I mean, I love the talent and the ability that that I've been given to be able to do this. I'm very grateful that people find it funny, but I want to win. You know yeah. what I mean? I want I Absolutely. want real tangible wins. And that's why, you know, I, I do not just that voice, but I'm active in other areas, you know, whether it's local politics or streaming on, on uh, you know, my, my job is the, is Monday through Friday. Right. It's like it's 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 all about winning. And so what I've been very excited to do and what I've been driven to do now is like take the funny, you know, and 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 bring the levity and the humor. But let's let's turn every like, every share, every view, every new follower into into votes and into wins yes. and 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 really become a force to be reckoned with, something the left just doesn't have. How has your life changed? I imagine it has to be drastic, but from the first video, and by the way, what was the first video that really caught fire and went viral for you? Oh, so um, the first one that really, and I was sitting there, I remember doing it. I just would do it a couple of things. Like if you've got like 30,000, 40,000, I thought that was big. It was like the most mm -hmm. views that I've ever seen. My first one that went real big, like over 100,000, almost 200,000 was I did the night before Christmas and I kind of read, it was on Christmas Eve. And I rewrote like a little bit of the poem. I don't even remember what it said. It was so long ago at this point, 2020, 2020, Christmas of 2020. Um, and it went viral and, you know, my TikTok following started to grow. And then, um, you know, I've always kind of loved to rhyme and be creative and stuff like that. One thing that we have to learn to do, I believe, is is laugh more. We, we seem to take everything so serious. And one in my bio on America Out Loud Talk Radio, I say I'm the dumbest person on the World Wide Web, and I say it on Twitter frequently, probably every week I say that, and it's self-deprecation because I think so much of that is lost. We we are taking everything way too serious. I agree, and, I, and, and, and you know what's funny about that? The longer I think about a video to make, the I don't want to say worse because everyone, you know, we have such supportive followers that share everything, and so they all generally do well, but um, the more I think about it, the more thought I put into it, the more practiced and rehearsed and canned it mm -hmm. kind of sounds um and, and and if there's anything that president trump taught us during the entire process that is not what people want they just want you to be yourself so it's like my wife tells me all the time she's like stop overthinking it just be silly yeah you know and i'm like you're right you know what i'll be i'll be silly and just and then and then the sillier you are and the more embellishment there is but not over the top where it becomes distracting it just the more natural it feels the better it is and um and so, you know, I think we have to understand, like you said, like, just be silly. Hey, Sean, I'm going to try to have a conversation with the president. If you can get into character, I want to have a conversation with Donald Trump. So we're going to do that. But first, I want to play some presidential music, and then we'll come back and we'll have our interview with President Donald Trump.
It's a great pleasure for me to have an opportunity to have a conversation with the great President Donald Trump. President Trump, welcome. And uh, thank you so much for having me. And I have to uh, just uh, say something. I know you actually like to refer to yourself as a stupid person, and I don't think so at all. I think you're a very smart person. I think you're a wonderful guy. I have to say, I think you're a handsome guy, too. I don't say that a lot. Uh, but I say that to you. I think you're a good person. You're doing a fantastic job. And uh, you see what they're doing to me, horrible things they're doing to me. But we're going to talk about it, and uh, we're going to discuss it, and we're going to fix it. And one thing we have to do, we have to make America great again, but we're going to do it slowly, and we're going to win in a monumental landslide. You heard that guy. He said it to me. That guy, he looks like Bradley Cooper, but he sounds like me. That guy said, we're going to win in a bigger landslide, bigger than Chris Christie after Taco Bell. That's a big landslide when you think about it. That's a big guy. That's a big guy. A lot of tacos and a landslide that you're never going to see, but we're going to win like nobody's ever seen. And you're going to be a big part of that. And I thank you for it. President, uh, the debate was this week and your interview or conversation with Tucker Carlson took place, which, by the way, is over 250 million views. That is huge. And it was a beautiful interview. Yes, it was a wonderful interview, as a matter of fact. And nobody interviews like I do. Tucker did a good job. And uh, a lot of people watched it. A lot of people, more people watched that than the debate. Nobody wanted to see the debate. You know, they probably would have, if Chris Christie is going to be on television, they want to see the guy in the competitive eating contest. They want to see him actually be impressive instead of, you know, what he did. He was terrible. But uh, some of the candidates did well. Some of them didn't do too well. But uh, not a lot of people watched it, so the whole thing didn't do too well. And, you know, Fox never should have got rid of Tucker. And uh, we showed them who's boss. I'm always the boss. You know that. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was wonderful. And I got... Huge ratings. You saw that. You said it was huge with an H. I say it's huge with a Y. It's a wonderful word. You should try it. Huge. But, uh, you know, it's huge. It's beautiful. You said it properly. And I will say this. Uh, big ratings. Tucker knows it. And uh, it was a fantastic job all around. And I hope everybody enjoyed it. I think they did. So let's talk about the border for just a minute. Because what has happened under Joe Biden has been terrible. We have uh, 140,000 Americans dead with fentanyl. We have 1,500 migrants that have died crossing the border. I call it a human crisis, or you may call it a human crisis, but it's terrible what Joe Biden has done at the border. And we could have fixed it. We could have had no problems at the border, but they did horrible things to the election, and uh, they did terrible things, quite frankly. And when I was your president, we had it fixed. We had a beautiful border. We had a beautiful, strong border. They took panels out of the border. You heard about that. They took panels out of the border. They said to let the antelope cross. It's like the song Home on the Range, where the deer and the antelope play. The deer have a lot of room to play. They don't need to play on the southern border. We need to secure our country. And you see a lot of people coming over, bad hombres. Some of them are bad hombres. Most of them are good people, but they have to come legally. Not a tough ask. Not a tough ask. And a lot of people say that's a terrible thing to say, but it really isn't. It's called common sense. And the Republican Party has become the party of common sense. There are some people who worked against it. You know, you have the Paul Ryan. He's got gigantic ears. You have uh, Mitch McConnell looks like a turtle. And uh, but these people worked against it. But when I'm your president, we're going to fix it and build a big, beautiful, huge wall and protect the southern border and protect our country because the drugs 
and the crime and the violence that are coming in, it's unacceptable. And it never would have happened if I was your president. What about Russia? Russia, Russia, Russia. We heard so much about it. The Christopher Steele dossier. We know that Hillary Clinton made all of that up. And that people still believe that you colluded with Russia. We know that's not true. And I got along well with Putin. You know that. Mm-hmm. I got along very well with him. And something happened to Prigozhin. We don't know what happened there. But, uh, you know, maybe people say Putin did it. Maybe he had dirt on Hillary. I don't know. That's why I call her beautiful now. I don't want to die. So I call her beautiful. I call Joe Crook and I don't want to get into any problems. You know that. But uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. They love to say that. They like to say that I am soft on Russia. I was the toughest on Russia in the history of the world. You saw that. Because what did they do when I was your president? Nothing. He didn't touch Ukraine. He didn't touch anybody. And uh, you saw that I got along very well with Vladimir Putin. I got along very well with Vladimir Zelensky. Perfect phone call. He even said it was a perfect phone call. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he said he's never been on a better phone call. But I was talking to Putin and I would talk to Zelensky and I would tell them, both of you, stop what you're doing. We're going to end the Ukraine war 24 hours. But there's no collusion, no obstruction, no collusion. And uh, I got along well with Putin. I was tough on Putin. He knew not to mess around. He didn't. And we kept him in his place, just like we did very well with President Xi of China. And uh, we did very well with Little Rocket Man in North Korea. Now he's launching rockets again. You see that? Because nobody fears Sleepy Joe. Nobody respects Crooked Joe. But when I'm your president again, you're short months. That's all it's going to be. It's going to go by so fast. And my poll numbers are going up like a rocket ship. You wouldn't believe it. But you can see this. What's happening? We're going to win. And then we will get the rest of these people in line. And we will make America great again. And President Trump, I want to finish up with one more line of questioning. We have now four indictments against you, 91 charges, a mugshot. And how are you going to fight this? How are you going to combat what is going on with this lawfare, with the Democrats and the weaponization of our government? Well, we're going to fight harder and faster and stronger than anybody's ever fought before. And they took the mugshot. You saw the mugshot. It's a beautiful picture. Every picture of me is a beautiful picture, but they said, uh, you know, I said, you want to get my good side or my bad side? Just kidding. I don't have a bad side. I've only got a good side. And so (laughs) I took the picture. It's everywhere. It's a beautiful mugshot. And the indictments are incredible. I have to ask you this. Have you noticed all of the people, all of the non-federal people, you look at Alvin Bragg, you look at Fannie Willis and these terrible, how come they're all gigantic people? You see that? Fannie Willis, she stepped onto a scale. And the scale said, ouch, okay? It said, please get off. Same with Alvin Bragg. It said, one at a time, please. Same thing they said to Chris Christie, too. These people are terrible. And they're all gigantic people. They like to eat. It's insane. They would say, like, maybe we want to focus on violent crime, maybe not. But these people ought to be ashamed of themselves. So they're not going to be ashamed of themselves. They're backed by a horrible person, George Soros. And, uh, and we're going to put a stop to it. But... We're going to fight hard and we're going to win. We're going to win all of our cases because the charges are fake. They're phony, fake charges. They're a hoax. It's all a hoax. Now, being indicted over boxes when Sleepy Joe's got boxes in every city all over the place. He's got boxes in the Corvette. He's got boxes in his crackhead son's house. It's terrible. (laughs) I'm getting indicted over questioning the election. Could you believe that? 
Where are the indictments for Stacey Abrams, another big, beautiful person, another one, <laughs> Crooked Hillary, talked about the election, illegitimate president. Remember that, Russia, Russia, Russia. Where are the indictments? They're not there. You see the alternate electors in Michigan being treated so unfairly and so poorly, and you have to deal with it. You see it. Where were the indictments for the Hollywood people who said, please, Electoral College, don't do it. Don't vote for Trump, please. These are Democrats. They want to be about democracy and then subvert the will of the people. These are terrible people. And they deserve to be treated terribly. And when I'm your president, we're going to do everything we can to make it right. And it will be incredible and beautiful. It's going to be a win. We're going to have our country back. And it will be the greatest America in the history of the world. We will make it great again, again, believe me. And everyone, that is Sean Faresh. And Sean, I, I was trying not, I turned my mic down a couple of times because I didn't want to laugh too hard because I was trying to actually pretend like I was interviewing a president, which we all know we, I wasn't. But fantastic job. Thank you for bringing brevity to this crazy world. And thank you for all the work that you do in trying to get people active to make a difference because that's really the key to all of this. And I'm so glad you came along at the time that you did to, to make us laugh and smile as you have. And I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, to everybody listening, just stay active, stay strong. And, uh, and, you know, just keep fighting. This is the only thing they want us to do is stop. And so that cannot be an option. Uh, do not stop. Do not slow down. Just just keep on pushing through and we'll get there. And watch his show every Monday through Friday. And uh, the name of that show is Ungoverned. And you can find it on Rumble and at 10 o'clock. Is that right, Sean? 10 o'clock in the morning? Yep. 10 a.m. Eastern to 11 a.m. Eastern on the Rumble channel LFA TV. It's great catching up with Sean Faresh there. You can follow him on Twitter, on X, and other social media platforms. Please do that and support his work. It was great to hear that he is active and involved in trying to make a difference. We kind of started this hour with that. And make those phone calls to your representatives, your senators. You can do that. Take the time to do it. My name is Booker Scott, and you were told 2,000 years ago that you are the salt of the earth, and salt without flavor, it has no value. So keep being salty. There is only one truth. You've been listening to The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott on America Out Loud. <laughs>